Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points. I share my experiences, both my successes and my failures, and hope that you can learn something and improve your life. This week's episode is called Easy Life. Do you want your life to be easy? Do you complain or get stressed out or upset when challenges come up in your life? Today, I want to talk about why we should not only accept adversity in our lives, but learn to embrace it. The path of least resistance is a terrible teacher. Ryan Holiday. One thing I notice on social media, and especially on Facebook, is there are all kinds of ads that promise some easy hack to be successful at something. Maybe get more clients and more sales, lose weight faster. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And it seems as if everything can be reduced to some kind of easy hack just to be successful. And I'll admit that I've fallen for these from time to time, purchased a program that was supposed to teach me the easy way to do one thing or another, only to find out that there really wasn't an easy way to be really successful at something. So why do we often look for the easy way to do something? Why are we so often taken in by promises of easy success? I think it's pretty obvious because working hard at something is, well, hard. But I want to posit a few ideas on this. While we think it would be great to just have easy success with something, what do we lose if we have easy success? I want you to consider the idea that if we have easy success at something, we might be cheating ourselves of some of the most important skills that we need. And think of it this way. Who are we most impressed by? The person that was simply given everything in their life, the ones that got their jobs or were admitted into schools, not because of their own merit, but because of their family connections or wealth? Or are we more impressed by those who came up against incredible obstacles and persevered? I mean, which story is going to make a better movie that we'd actually want to watch? One should never wish for life to be easy. It is through adversity that we strengthen our skills, test our mettle, and know what we're capable of. Eric Cloward. So I've often talked about how I love cycling, and for several years I was obsessed with it. I would ride at least three times a week, logging in usually about 100 to 200 miles a week, and I found a lot of pleasure in tackling the big hills around my home. 
And it wasn't just that I knew that I would be stronger because of the work that I was putting in. It was because I really enjoyed climbing those hills. I loved feeling the burn in my legs and feeling how much strength was there as I pushed myself over the summit. Now, over the years, I've come up with excuses as to why I don't ride like that anymore. But I think it's really that I convinced myself that it was just too hard to do anymore. I felt discouraged because I've let myself go physically, and I don't know the amount of work it will take for me to get to that level again. But in doing all of that, I forgot the simple idea that I just don't have to be that good again. I just have to remember that I can love the process, I can enjoy the ride, and savor the burn. And if I put in the miles, while I may not ever reach that level again, I'll certainly improve over to where I am now and certainly improve my health. The Spartan story of Leonidas and the Battle of Thermopylae is considered one of the greatest military conflicts in history. Xerxes, the king of Persia, and an estimated 180,000 soldiers were held at bay for several days by a significantly smaller Greek force led by Leonidas, one of the kings of Sparta. While they eventually lost due to betrayal from a Spartan traitor, the fighting force of 7,000, led by 300 of Sparta's elite ranks, managed to keep the Persians at bay until the rest of the Greek army could assemble and eventually defeat the Persian forces. Over seven days of battle, the Spartans lost 4,000 soldiers, but inflicted a loss of 20,000 on the Persians. Now, there are many reasons why this story resonates with us even today. First and foremost is that the king Leonidas knew that he was most likely marching to his death. But he knew that in doing so, it was the best chance to buy time for the rest of Greece to mount a defense against the Persians. Second is that these soldiers had trained long and hard for most of their lives, so that when the time came, they would be ready to face their enemies and fight ferociously. They didn't wish for their lives to be easy, but challenged themselves to become the best of the best. And training amongst the Spartans was considered to be some of the most difficult ever, which is why the Spartans were extremely successful in their military campaigns. The willingness of these soldiers to push themselves to become the best that they could are part of the reason why we have Stoicism and democracy today. If the Persians had conquered Greece at that time, its fledgling democracy and philosophical traditions may not have survived. Good judgment comes from experience. Most experience comes from bad judgment. Anonymous. A man cannot understand the art he is studying if he only looks for the end result without taking time to delve deeply into the reasoning of the study. Miyamoto Musashi When we take on challenges and learn to love the hard parts, we also build the skills that we need to sustain what we're doing. I mean, think about it this way. If your life goal is to become the CEO of a successful tech company, say Apple, for example, what would happen if tomorrow you were suddenly given that role? Would you be able to sustain it? Would you have the skills to run a company of that size? Would you have the experience needed to make the good judgments about how to run such a company? Unless you had put in the time, you wouldn't be successful, nor would you able, be able to ensure the long-term success of the company. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this, you have the power to revoke at any moment. Marcus Aurelius so what can we do to get better at embracing the hard parts of life? How can we change our mindset to love the burn? First and foremost is our perspective. If we look at the hard parts as something that is bad or to be avoided, then we'll never look forward to them. 
which will also make it more likely that we won't push through when things are boring or hard or painful. Another thing that is incredibly interesting about the human mind is that many of the same sensations that we have, that we consider good or bad, are simply based upon our perspective. For example, nervousness and excitement have the same physiological symptoms, yet we consider nervousness to be bad and excitement to be good. In the kink community, for example, there are people who find great pleasure in being flogged. And many people enjoy roller coasters or horror movies in which they feel both fear and excitement. And they've also shown in multiple studies that the pain and pleasure centers are located in the exact same place in the brain. And it is often simply that we think of one as being painful that makes it painful, and the other as being pleasurable, which makes it feel more pleasurable. Are there things that you normally avoid that you could find pleasure in? Rather than simply just tolerating them, can you find ways to actually love them? I mean, if you've ever seen a hardcore bodybuilder at the gym, you'll often see them push themselves to where they feel immense burning in their muscles, and yet they have the biggest grins on their faces as they push through that pain. Another way of looking at things is to see if you can find pleasure in mastering the boring or basic things. For example, if you're learning how to program a computer, Rather than just racing through the practice code, can you take time to see if you can make the code more efficient or elegant? If you're working on becoming a writer, can you find a clearer or more interesting way to express an idea? It may seem difficult at first, but everything is difficult at first. Miyamoto Musashi Another thing that trips us up is that we are often incredibly impatient. We want success and we want it now. And many of us will spend so much time in trying to find the shortcuts that it would have just been faster for us to have simply taken the necessary steps in the first place. And we can help override this feeling by finding ways to truly enjoy the journey and to love the process. We can get so focused on the end goal, though, that we oftentimes will miss the scenery and experiences along the way. We need to recognize that it's the journey that will turn us into the person that we'll be when we get to the end goal. We can also recognize that we're going to suck at whatever it is that we do that we want to get better at. And we can be okay with sucking at something and just enjoy watching ourselves go from sucking at something to getting better at it. So what are you working towards in your life right now that is hard for you? Is there something in it that scares you? Are there things you are trying to avoid that you know you need to do to get to where you want to go? Are there ways that you can change your perspective to find the pleasure and the excitement in it? The more you can embrace and love the sucky parts, the more you'll look forward to the challenges, and the more you'll learn to love the burn. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening.